book lovers say there is no smell better than that of the fresh pages of a new book. Others are more happy to make the switch to the perhaps more practical e-readers. The first prototype for an e-book was developed in 1950 by a Spanish school teacher. Since then, they've become a much sought after gadget for avid readers. As you know, this month on the podcast, we're talking about reading. And today we're getting into the controversy of print books versus e-readers. I'm Mari Siqueira, English teacher at Cultura Inglesa, and unfortunately, a bit of a book hoarder. And I'm Priscila Hayes, also an English teacher at Cultura Inglesa, and I'm a bit of a Kindleholic. And this is Cultura Inglesa Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Cultura Inglesa Podcast. talk about the debate over e-readers versus print books. But before that, I want to know who you are as a reader. Pri, can I ask you some quick fire questions? Fire away. All right. So, Pri, do you have an all-time favorite book? I have a cliche answer. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> nice. And Pri, what type of book would I never find on your shelf? I'm not a huge fan of romances and self-help books. Yeah, self-help books are getting slammed on the podcast this month. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're just boring. And Pri, what's the best place to snuggle up and read a great book? A nice big hammock on the beach with some coffee and my dog. Nice. And what's a fictional character that you'd like to be friends with? Tyrion Lannister, absolutely. Imagine partying with that man. Yeah, I think he'd be great company over a glass of wine, for sure. And Pri, what are you currently reading? I, I actually am reading three books at the same time. So wow. I'm reading Nowhere Land by Neil Gaiman, Silent okay. Spring, and Tracker. Nice. So let's get to it, Pri. Now, I know you're a very prolific reader. Um, how many books have you read so far this year? And of these books that you've read, are the majority of these e-readers, print editions? What's kind of the breakdown for you? This year, I've read 64 books. Oh my god. I'm trying to get to 100. Let's see if we can get there. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you will be. And the majority was on my e-reader. Mm-hmm. And is this how you generally go about reading? They tend to be on your e-reader. And why do you why do you prefer these? I think it's a matter of space. You know, books mm -hmm. occupy a lot of space. And I love the smell of books, like you said. Mm -hmm. But an e-reader is just practical. I have over 500 books on there and I can just flip between the different books. If I'm bored of one, I go to another. I can take it everywhere with me. It ends up being more practical. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely. I remember something that before I bought my Kindle, something I would worry about would be when I would be reading a book that's a bit longer, I would think like, oh my God, this is going to be such a pain to like take in my backpack. Um, mm -hmm. Or, you know, even like maybe it's a bit like cumbersome to read if you're like lying on a beach or on a hammock, as you mentioned, right? So... Mm -hmm. I don't know, it seems like a like a mundane detail, but it actually makes a big difference to me when we're reading. Do you have that feeling also? I do. And also the little counter on the bottom that tells mm -hmm. you how far along you are in the book. Mm -hmm. That's that's really helpful. Yeah. You, you can know like, oh my God, I can't. This book is kind of boring. How long until I finish this chapter? Oh, only five minutes? Okay, okay, I can finish this chapter. Yeah, that's that's really true. It ends up being kind of like this little, I don't know if I'd call it motivational, um, but it is encouraging to see like how you're progressing along the book, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Cool. And pretty personally, um, I love my bookshelf at home, so I love knowing that my favorite titles, you know, are at my disposal waiting for me. And I've recently organized my bookshelf so that they're organized by color, which, oh yeah, which I may have seen on Pinterest as inspiration. <laughs> But I have to say, since I bought my Kindle um, last year, I've been reading a lot more. So I'm not at, you know, your rate of 64 books, um, you know, in nine months. But I have been reading more titles. Do you think this has been the case for you? And why do you think this is? I, th I think so, yeah. I also love my, book my bookshelf. I think it's, it gives me such satisfaction to look at my books all organized. Right now, I organize them by genre. So I've got my, my sci-fi on a corner, my mystery on another, you know, my classics. But like I said, having the Kindle is just so practical. You can take it anywhere. And if you're oh, I'm, you're not in the mood to read something serious, you can read something more silly or more fantasy. And mm -hmm. you have all the options on this one device. It's been perfect. Mm -hmm. And um, I know there are other brands of e-readers other than Kindle, but that's the one I'm you know better familiarized with. Um, and they have some cool features, which... Um, like researching words by clicking on the word. Do you have any like favorite features that you use on your Kindle that you think help you while you're reading? I think I really love the the countdown on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Like I said, like the knowing how much, what percentage of the book you've finished or not. Mm -hmm. Knowing how many how many minutes I need to finish a chapter. It's been a mm -hmm. great help. It helps also with organizing your time, right? So I have like half an hour to read. You can see if you can finish the chapter or not. You can see if you can at least get far along. Mm -hmm. When I go back to paper books, I'm like, where's my calculator? Let me time out how long I'm going to take here. Right. I got addicted to it. Mm -hmm. But I also love the feature you mentioned, the dictionary. Because mm -hmm. like, for example, tracker. Mm -hmm. The one I'm reading, it's an Australian book, mm -hmm. so she uses a lot of slang and a lot of um, like forest descriptions and that kind of thing that are native mm -hmm. to Australia. Right. And I don't know the name of Australian trees. Sure, of course. You know? <laughs> so as I'm reading, I'll just click on the word and find out if it's a tree, if it's a bird, if it's like mm -hmm. slang for something. It's been really helpful. 
Yeah, it's so practical and so handy, and you don't like interrupt the flow of reading, right? It's not like, okay, let me stop here, consult an online dictionary, and then carry on with my reading. No, it's like exactly. at your, literally at your fingertips, right? Yeah, and if I had to look at an online dictionary, I would probably just not do it. Yeah. Just skip over the word and continue reading. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. And Pri, I'm sure that a lot of listeners would like to read more books. And you mentioned using the Kindle as a tool to help you kind of organize your time and say like, okay, I have a half hour here or there, I can squeeze in some reading. Could you tell us a little bit about your reading routine? How do you manage, because I know you're very busy and you have you know, all sorts of interesting things going on in your life. How do you manage to find that time to do so much reading? I'm way behind on my series, to be honest. <laughs> I always, at the end of the night, I try to read at least half an hour every day. Mm-hmm. So like the half an hour that I would spend doom scrolling on Instagram or Facebook, sure. I try mm-hmm. to spend that time reading. Mm-hmm. And then try to watch an episode of something that I'm watching. But, you know, you got to choose choose your battles. If you yeah. want to, like, watch every single series that's out on Netflix, you're not going to read very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a matter of choices, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. And, Pri, books definitely aren't cheap um, here in Brazil. And I think that perhaps their high prices may keep a lot of people from reading. Um, have you found that reading ebooks could be a possible solution or a way around this? Yeah, uh, there's like there are a bunch of ebooks that are oh, one how, two highs, mm-hmm. maybe up to nine, so they become a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. I actually also subscribe to Kindle Unlimited, so mm-hmm. for 20 bucks a month, I have access to hundreds of books that I can mm-hmm. choose from. And there are also solutions like uh, Project Gutenberg. That's a project that has a bunch of books that are in the public domain. Mm -hmm. And you can download those books, you can read them on your Kindle. So it has all these alternatives that you can find cheaper books or even free books. Amazing, that's a really good resource. I didn't know about the Gutenberg project. That's so cool. And it, it's there's a version in Portuguese and a version in English. So if you want to download a classic and practice it in English, you can read the Portuguese version along with it to make sure your understandings or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I have seen some online bookstores every now and then they'll have like special sales or like a week of sales mm-hmm. in which the price is... The prices for e-readers tend to be already lower, right, than print books. But then when we have these special sales, you'll have, you know, really cheap prices. Have you ever bought books, like, in sales or this type of thing for, you know, low prices? I don't want to do some free advertisements, but Amazon always does the Kindle Day where they're selling books for cents. And I always buy a bunch, like two cents a book. It's always a good investment for me. Amazing, yeah, because even I love visiting bookstores. Um, but you know, if we were to do the math and see, like, at a bookstore, if I were to take home all of the books I wanted to read, oh my god, like, who can afford that? It would be so expensive, exactly. Yeah, and especially at the rate I'm reading, 
like 64 books if i were to pay full price for every single book i'd be broke yeah for sure that would be i can't even do the math on how much money <laughs> you would spend and especially yeah, if you want to reach <laughs> yeah like don't expect us to do any you know any calculations but and especially if you want to make your your goal of 100 books per year right can you imagine the investment it would be impossible mm-hmm Right. And Preet, are there any other points either in favor or against e-readers um, that you'd like to mention that as a reader that come out to you? I don't know. Like I do. I love a good book, like mm-hmm. actual paper book, reading mm-hmm. that little smell, flipping the pages. I, there's nothing better. Mm-hmm. But e-readers are just super practical can carry a thousand books can go anywhere with you and they don't waste paper they're right. all on this little device no paper wasted no trees gone mm-hmm. so it's hard it's hard to argue against e-readers i think yeah i think that's a really good point we hadn't even mentioned this you know the environmental aspect of you know trying to reduce our you know paper consumption for instance yeah And one of our other guests talked about um, having their favorite books in print, kind of like, okay, this one is very special to me, or I really want, you know, this or that edition. I'll have that, you know, as a paperback or a hardcover at home, um, and read everything else Mm -hmm. on an e-reader. Do you do that yourself? I do. I have, like I said, The Lord of the Rings. I have Mm -hmm. most of Tolkien's books in paper version. Mm-hmm. There was also a book I read last year called The Broken Earth series, which mm-hmm. is amazing. I really recommend it. Mm-hmm. And I loved it so much that I bought the paper versions. I just mm-hmm. really adored it. So whenever there's a book I really love, I'll go after the paper version. Amazing. And I also remembered um, one of my one of my best friends, she also created this little, I don't know, tradition or started a collection of buying special editions of her favorite book. So her favorite book is, um, if I'm not wrong, 100 Years of Solitude. So whenever she finds like a cool or different edition, um, especially like when she's traveling or something, she'll buy that. So I think that's something neat as well. Like you don't need to stop buying paper books altogether, ban them from your house, but maybe kind of give them a special meaning. Mm-hmm not have whatever book just invest in special books i think that's a good idea yeah because then it's like a little special little treat or something right Mm -hmm. all right so thank you so much for joining us it's been a pleasure of course we hope you've enjoyed yourself um it's been great to hear from you and these have been really great recommendations for our listeners so thanks for joining thank you for having me this was lots of fun All right, well, whether it's a print book or your e-reader of choice, I hope this talk has inspired you to read and better yet, to read in English. Show us your favorite way to read by posting a picture or video on Instagram and tagging us at SP, BA, or SC. We'll be thrilled to see your pictures and your favorite ways to read. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week for our last episode on our topic of books.
Thank you for listening and stay tuned for new chapters of the Kultur Inglesa podcast. Thank you.